From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, February 23rd. Congratulations and welcome to the wonderful world of the amazing live sea monkeys. Brine shrimp could soon become Utah's official state crustacean. The little shrimp, otherwise known as sea monkeys, play a huge role in Utah's ecosystem and economy. If the bill is approved by the Utah legislature, brine shrimp will join the sago lily, the Dutch oven, and the beehive on Utah's list of official symbols. KZMU's Emily Arnson has this report. During the spring and summer and early fall, the Great Salt Lake is teeming with brine shrimp. Trillions of them. If you need help visualizing just how many of them there are, the Division of Wildlife Resources did a calculation. And if we took all the brine shrimp in the Great Salt Lake and put them into elephants, we would have 13,500 elephants. Brine shrimp are not the kind of shrimp we eat, but they are the number one food source for many of the migratory birds that stop over in the Great Salt Lake. Eared grebes especially love brine shrimp. Eared grebes are beautiful water birds. They have these crazy red eyes and blonde plumes on their heads that look like big feathery ears. When they come to the Great Salt Lake in the fall, they lose their feathers and can't fly. So for a few months, they just chow down on brine shrimp until their feathers grow back. John Luft is the program manager for the Great Salt Lake ecosystem. Eared grebes are here in numbers between 2 and 5 million. So between 2 and 5 million eared grebes eating 25 to 30,000 brine shrimp per day. That's a considerable amount of biomass that's consumed. Brine shrimp also make great fish food. The Great Salt Lake doesn't have any fish, but every fall, millions of pounds of brine shrimp eggs are collected and turned into food for fish farms. For example, a lot of the pink shrimp that we eat, eat brine shrimp eggs. And Utah is one of the world's biggest producers. Almost half of the world's brine shrimp eggs come from the Great Salt Lake. On a good year, the brine shrimp harvest brings in over $60 million in state revenue. But that number is becoming less stable as the lake gets drier and saltier. Brine shrimp are salt-loving shrimp, but there's kind of a happy medium as far as uh, salinity is concerned. So between 12 and 16 percent is the most optimal salinity. And right now we're probably at about 18 percent. We got as high as uh, 19 percent over the winter here. Brine shrimp are tough animals. They've lived in the Great Salt Lake for over 600,000 years. And they can survive in space. Millions of brine shrimp eggs from the Great Salt Lake went up in the Apollo missions in the 1970s. They got blasted by cosmic rays. And when they came back to Earth, a lot of them hatched and were totally fine. But even though they're hardy, House Representative Rosemary Lesser says they're still worth protecting, especially because the health of the brine shrimp reflects the health of the Great Salt Lake. That's why she's sponsoring the bill to make them our state crustacean. At a hearing last week, she brought a group of students to the Capitol to speak on their behalf. We're doing this because we would like to bring more attention to the brine shrimp and the Great Salt Lake. It is estimated that they won't be able to survive in the Great Salt Lake if we don't do something about it. Our classmate George says brine shrimp are tiny, but can hold on to so much magic and hold so many questions that make us really wonder about our history. For KZMU, I'm Emily Arnson.
Lawmakers across the West are debating bills that target health care for young transgender people. One of them passed last month in Utah. That's when state legislators banned youth from receiving gender-affirming health care here, like surgery. And now in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, local residents say they would rather leave that state than face potential laws targeting transgender kids. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, KHOL's Hannah Mersbach reports from a youth-led rally for LGBTQ plus rights. Equal rights! Sounds of chants, car horns, and loud music filled the Jackson Town Square last weekend as around 70 community members rallied for trans rights. I said we'd be lucky if we were over 20. This is like great that so many people showed up. That's Jack Carter Getz and Fiona Morgan, both middle schoolers at Teton Science Schools. They organized the protest in response to several bills making their way through the state legislature. Carter Getz points to one that would criminalize gender-affirming care for trans kids. I don't think that the state should be allowed to tell anyone what they should do with their bodies. His friend and fellow organizer, Sky McNaughton, says she would be directly impacted by this law. She identifies as trans and receives this kind of care. She says her family is planning to move to Boulder, Colorado, if Wyoming lawmakers pass the bill. And she's not happy about it. I don't want to have to leave the state or or have to stop gender-affirming care or anything like that. That's not, that's not what I want. I want. I want to be able to stay here. I want everyone who's part of the LGBTQIA plus community to feel supported in this community. The bill would make it so anyone helping a minor transition is guilty of child abuse, a felony that could come with up to 10 years in prison. Sky's mom, Jen McNaughton, is a social worker at Teton Youth and Family Services and often works with trans youth. She says the bill could also prevent her from doing her job, another reason her family would have to move. I mean, I've lived here since 2000. I do not want to leave town. My friends are here. My family's here. I love this community. I cannot believe that I will move, but I, I can't stay. I can't protect my kid here. I can't keep my job here. Parents like McNaughton have written hundreds of letters to state lawmakers. They say they've received few responses. I just feel unheard, unseen, that our kids don't matter, that my child isn't a member of this community and shouldn't be here. Another bill moving through the legislature could restrict trans kids from participating in sports. One other could ban conversations about gender identity and sexual orientation in some classrooms. Another parent, Annika Yucha, worries about what lawmakers could do next. These kids are already in enough. Their lives are already full of struggle and insecurity. And I think the thing that we can do is to make it easier for them to live and be happy and not harder. Take away hurdles, don't install more. Faced with these uncertainties, Saturday's protest was a moment of joy for community members. They waved pride flags, danced to the sounds of ABBA, and chanted, Equal rights! Equal rights! Hannah Mersbach, KHOL News. That story was shared with us via Rocky Mountain Community Radio, a network of public media stations in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, including KZMU. Some officials in our region want to ramp up American uranium production to power future nuclear reactors. 
Wilwaki, with our partners at the Mountain West News Bureau, reports. Energy companies have dug thousands of uranium mines in the West, but today just a handful are in operation. Nuclear power produces zero carbon emissions, and it generates about 20 percent of America's electricity, more than wind, solar, and hydropower combined. That's why some officials want to ramp up national uranium supply chains so the U.S. can rely less on imports from countries like Russia. Wyoming Senator John Barrasso spoke at a recent committee hearing. It's a disgrace that we don't have the capability to fuel our own nuclear reactors. But ramping up local mining is concerning for many Mountain West residents, particularly indigenous communities. Previous nuclear activity in the region has led to health problems in nearby towns and polluted sacred cultural sites. Tribal and environmental advocates say scientists need to study potential impacts to communities before diving head-on into another energy rush. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Will Walkie. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, February 23rd. You can find the newscast anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.